Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. We are in job search mode with this episode. So we are talking today about the top five mistakes that people make when they are putting their CV together. So if you're in job search mode or you are in the process of putting your CV together, then this is the one for you. So Pam, we do our workshops together around job search and putting CVs and cover letters together, but you also do a huge amount of work on this with your private clients. What is the number one mistake that you see that people have made with their CV? The number one mistake, in my opinion, is having everything on there literally including everything and the kitchen sink, putting everything on there to try and make it look like you've got this really diverse skill set that you've got absolutely every skill under the sun. And what you end up doing is creating a document that is quite difficult to read and quite difficult to pick out what the key things are that are relevant for that role. It can be really difficult then for the employer or if it's not the employer directly, if it's a HR person or a recruiter doing the initial sift, then it can make it really difficult for them to try to figure out, are you right for this role? Because there's that much stuff on there and they want somebody that can just hit the ground running and somebody that it's really clear that they've got the right skills to do the job that they're recruiting for. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks as you're talking about that to when I was that in-house recruiter. And you're so right. It's It makes that job harder. And I think that's often the case when people are writing their CV, understandably, they want to showcase all of these skills. Like you've worked really hard in your career, you've done all these different roles and you want to showcase everything that you've gained. And it feels like the more you can include and the more you can showcase, the stronger candidate you're going to be. But that person who's doing that initial sift and deciding yes or no, am I going to put this person in front of the hiring manager for them to review? That person often isn't a specialist in your career or in your field. They are recruiting all kinds of different roles. And what they really need is a quick and easy and simple way to know from looking at this, does that match the brief that I've been given? Because that person that's doing the initial sift typically is not the hiring manager. It's typically somebody who has been given a brief, find me a person like this. And they will have asked questions about what kind of skills do you need? What kind of roles might they have been doing before? What kind of things are most important to making sure that they're going to be successful in the role? And your CV very quickly needs to answer those questions for that person for you to go on the yes pile. So, yeah, totally recognize that and so what's your guidance or advice then if somebody's got that cv with everything in the kitchen sink and i think the other thing i would add as well is people including the saturday job that they had when they were 16 and now they're like mid-career have 
done loads since then. And I think people sometimes feel like they've got to have every single job listed and you really don't. What would your guidance be then if somebody wants to perhaps sift and prune their CV from what it is now? How do they know what to include and what's okay to take out? So what I would do to make sure that your CV stands out is just look covering the last 10 years worth of job roles. Everything else can go onto your LinkedIn profile, but the CV document, that just needs to be the last 10 years. What you want to do to make sure that you know that you're tailoring it right and that the reader is going to be able to see straight away that you're right for the role is to look at the job description, read it a couple of times because the first time you read it, you'll get an idea of, of what they need. But you need to get that real in-depth understanding of what the what they're asking for. So read it a couple of times and then ask yourself, what are they actually looking for? What do they need to see from me to know that I'm the right person for the role? And write out a list of things that you think they need to see and then go through your CV and ask yourself, is this relevant to what they're, they're looking for or what they need to see? And if you go through that line by line, what you'll be able to do then is you'll be able to enhance bullets that you've already got. You'll be able to add in bullets that you're missing and you'll be able to delete any bullets that are no longer relevant or necessary for this particular job application. And if you do that for each job role based on the job description, then what you'll have is in each job role, you'll have the things that are most relevant, the experience that is most relevant. So that employer can really get a feel for your experience over the last 10 years. If you've had loads of contract roles, then you might only want to cover off the last five years. You don't want a super long CV with lots of um, duplication and repetition on there. You just want to give them a clear overview and make sure that your CV tells a story so that you're taking them through that journey and they can really get that understanding that you've got the, the experience that they're looking for. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And it's interesting as you're describing about having that um, job description as being the kind of guiding thing because I think very often people will have a CV that they might tweak one or two things but they don't apply that kind of depth of thinking and they don't tailor the CV to each specific job description and job role and I think particularly because the job boards make it so easy now for people to just do easy apply it's, yeah you can just use your CV that you've already uploaded and just applied for another role it's very easy for people to just use one CV and try and use it for lots of different roles. And actually what you're saying there is if, you, if there's a job that you really want, then tailor it for that job. Make sure that your CV really reflects. And because most people don't do that, then it comparatively you will stand out more because most people will still have their generic CV with absolutely everything on. What's the second mistake then? So after throwing everything in the kitchen sink at it, what else do people do with their CV that they could improve? So a lot of people think that they need to write for the ATS or the applicant tracking system as it's known, which for anybody that's thinking, what on earth is that? That is the software that some companies will run your CV through to pick out keywords to, to basically do the initial sift on that round of CVs. So when people write to the ATS instead of the reader, instead of the employer or any human that is going to be doing that initial sift, what you will do automatically is you will just create a document that is full of keywords. Now I've seen people put keywords 
and change them to white and put them in the headers, the footers, in all different places. So it looks like there's a bit of white space on the CV, but actually there's words in white behind that. And just try and cram in as many words as possible so that they they feel like they're getting a better chance of getting through that applicant tracking system. Now, what can happen is while you might be able to get through the applicant tracking system, when it gets through to the reader, if they can't make any sense of your CV, if it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't tell a story, then the chances of you getting shortlisted are pretty slim. And plus, when you are writing it on a keyword basis, a lot of the sentences are just going to be really bland and boring and you want to be able to draw the reader in. So I think you really need to be thinking about who is the person I want to read this and what do I want them to know about me? And obviously you're going to include some of those keywords, but the keywords are not going to be your number one priority. Telling that story is going to be your priority. I really recognize that. And I know when we've run workshops together, one of the things is that people are scared because understandably the the question is, I've got to get it through the ATS first because otherwise a human's never even going to look at it because it'll be sifted out. And I do completely appreciate that apprehension and that fear. But like you say, the problem is if you then write it for the ATS, then when it's in front of a person, all that work has been wasted. And I've been on the receiving end of those CVs where I can see why that's come through to me, but I don't understand who you are, what you're about, what you can bring. And again, coming back to you want both the the initial person who's sifting and the hiring manager, you want to pique their interest with your CV. You want them to really feel like even though it's a formal document that you're a real person behind this and almost get them into that mindset of them imagining and having questions that they want to ask you because the interview is the opportunity to do that so that's what your cv is there to do is to get you an interview and i think that's great advice is to write that for the human first and foremost and if you're doing what you described in that first point of taking the job description that is out there and tailoring your cv for that and including relevant bullet points you will be writing in a way that is going to cover the most relevant keywords that the ATS is likely to be looking for anyway, because an ATS typically will be set up. It will look for, have you got experience of a particular job title before? It will look for, have you got specific qualifications to the required level? There might be some screening questions when you actually apply. So you will be covering those bases if you're just writing your CV in a way that is relevant for the job anyway. So you really don't need to worry about the ATS. I think people just get their knickers and they're not over it unnecessarily. Yeah, just take that pressure off yourself and just think about what do I want these people to know about me? And you're going to be more successful doing that than you will trying to figure out what what are the exact keywords they need to see in this because the story is going to trump any keywords every day of the week. So what's the, the third mistake then that people make when you've dealt with those and you've sifted it and preened it and you've made it sound like a human rather than written for an ATS? What next do people need to do? Third one is going to be using AI to write your CV. All of a sudden, ChatGPT is introduced and people start using ChatGPT to write the CV, to create their bullet points and everything. But what people didn't realize at the start, and I suppose at the start of it, it was fine because 
those CVs would then go in to, into a process and not many people were using ChatGPT at the time. So it was fine because they, then those CVs stood out. But what then started happening was that people were going to the interview and how they'd positioned themselves and how they talked about themselves on the CV didn't match up with them in real life. So people were getting less job offers. And then what's happened now is because a lot more people have discovered ChatGPT, a lot more people are now using it. So CVs are going into recruitment processes. And what we're seeing a lot of is those CVs look exactly the same. If, for example, a lot of the ones I've seen are like sales and marketing recently, and they're all saying the same, they're all seasoned professionals. What does that even mean? They're all fostering something or spearheading something else. And you can see a mile off that they've used AI. Now that's quite off-putting because then... I can't get to the bottom of of your story. I can't understand who you are as a person. And I don't really know, is this your experience or have you just asked ChatGPT to write your CV? So it can be quite confusing and lots of CVs are now getting rejected if it looks like AI is being used. And obviously, if they are using any kind of applicant tracking software, then they can input those keywords, such as I think there's a couple of like ones that really drive me insane which is you know spearheading this and fostering that and there's quite a few actually <laughs> probably shouldn't write a whole list of them those are the words that are allowing us to see that those cvs have been written with ai and ai tools really struggle to translate certain experiences as well they can only do it in one particular way they're all using the same resources in the background so if you're asking it to do certain things and write about certain things, it's going to the resources that it's got uploaded or wherever it's drawing on its sources. And what you're going to get is the same as what everyone else is getting. It's only so many prompts and so many ways you can do it. So try and write your CV without trying to use AI. If you're really struggling, then it might be good to give you an idea of what to put on there. But if it doesn't sound like you and that's not how you speak and they're not the words that you would usually use then definitely change those words remove them and just use the output to create something that works for you if you're better starting with something than with a blank screen then it can help but just be aware that you don't want to come across the same as everyone else i totally agree i was talking to somebody not that long ago who was recruiting for a senior marketing role and they had some additional questions as part of the screening process. And these are senior people in marketing and they cut and pasted the response, but they actually included the prompt. So it was really clear that's exactly what they'd done. They just used AI to create those responses. And it's so quick that people can pick up on, this just sounds exactly like that one. And you've got to assume that the other candidates in the process are also going to have judged that they've got similar experience, similar level of seniority to you, have done similar things before. So whatever you've put in to generate your CV will be similar enough to what, what the other candidates in that process are likely to have done. And it, it will just look really obvious and really evident. So yeah, like you, I think it's fine to give yourself a bit of a starter and kind of use it for brainstorming and put a, a job description in and say, what are some of the key things that I would need to demonstrate from my CV and use it to get ideas. But when it comes to writing, it's just got to sound like you. Otherwise, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're blending in with the 
other people in the process rather than standing out from them. What's the fourth one then beyond that? What else do people need to be mindful of avoiding when it comes to their CV writing? So number four for me would be missing out a professional summary. And there's always that debate on should I write one? Should I leave it out? Is it worth it? Will people read it? There is always that debate around it. But by leaving it out, you are really missing a key part of your story. And it's a real good opportunity at the top of your CV to show what you can do and what you've delivered and a little bit of an insight into you. It doesn't have to be a really long thing. It can be really simple. But just to give that real overview of who you are, what you can bring, even why you're passionate about the role. Now, lots of people are leaving them out of their CV because if you don't write professional summaries all the time, it can feel quite difficult to start with that blank page and write one that you feel looks good and represents you well. But it's worth really taking the time to think about what does this employer need to know about me? And what can I put into two or three sentences that shows them that I'm the right person for them? And by doing that, because lots of people are leaving it out, because you think everybody does the same as as what you're doing, but actually they don't. So you give yourself a better chance of standing out from the other CVs and hooking that reader in to read more about you as well. That's such a key point, that bit about hooking people in and coming back to that point of put yourself in the recruiter's shoes, that's the space where really quickly and easily you're basically making it worth their while to read through your experience. And I think sometimes there's an assumption that recruiters will read through the whole of a CV if they can't see straight off the bat that this is a CV with enough stuff to keep their interest they won't necessarily read through the whole of that CV that you've spent that time doing anyway. And the professional summary is a really good way of hooking them in and giving them a reason to want to look at what experience have you had, what's the last couple of roles that you've done, and give them that initial positive impression that you could be the right candidate for this role that they're recruiting for. So, yeah, I didn't realise that people weren't doing that. I feel like I've missed the memo on that. I didn't realise that was a thing. I'm old school. There was always a professional summary. So I wonder if that's a newer thing. I think lots of people are just trying to find ways to apply as quickly as possible, get through the applicant tracking system, like just make the job search easier and quicker. But in my opinion, missing out makes it harder. If you're going to put in a professional summary that says I'm hardworking and dedicated and motivated and all of this kind of stuff, then it's probably not worth putting it in. But if you're going to talk to them and say, for example, I'm a marketing manager who's delivered X, Y, and Z, and this is what I can bring to your organization. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I really enjoy doing. If you can summarize that, then that's really going to stand out like because everybody is going to assume that you're hardworking, passionate, dedicated and all that kind of stuff anyway, because if you're not, why would you be applying for our role? But I think it's really key to, to think about how you write that better. It's part of your story. It's part of you telling them your story. And I think if you approach it from that point of view, you're going to find it a lot easier to just write that couple of sentences that will make you stand out from the others. The thing that you've talked about several times as we've gone through these 
is the importance of that telling your story. And I think that's a message that doesn't get shared often enough with candidates because CV feels like a very formal document. It feels like it's quite static. But when you use it to tell your story and tell the story of what value you can bring and how you can contribute in the role that you're applying for, straight away, that elevates you compared to other candidates. And I've had it before where candidates that I've interviewed have then recognised from that initial screening call, actually, I've got some more relevant experience or I've got more experience in that industry. Now that I understand the role more, they will sometimes then actually tweak and update. And I have to say, for me, those candidates, the standout candidates, where you because, again, as a recruiter, you want the hiring manager to think that you're doing a good job. So anything that you as a candidate can do to help the recruiter is going to get you in front of that hiring manager because you do set yourself apart. And I think that storytelling piece that you've talked about so many times as we've gone through is a really crucial one for people to pick up on and recognise, does their CV do that with taking the, the specific points that you've shared into account, but also on a more general level, that, that story piece is is so vital. What's the final one then that made it into your top five? Because I feel like there could have been about 27 more. Oh, I think there could have been 97 more. But the number five, I think that is really key for right now. And because the job market is getting a little bit tighter and a little bit more difficult to navigate, I think standing out is more crucial than ever right now so the amount of bullets on your cv is going to be number five so having loads and loads of bullets on your cv like nobody's going to read them so i would suggest by all means create a base version where you've got 15 to 20 bullets per roll but then have that tailored version so that you're not sending your cv with loads and loads of bullets and i think the less bullets you've got, the more likely people are to read them because they want to read on, they want to know more. So again, you're hooking the reader in and you can pick out, you can ask yourself, you can be really strict with yourself and go, I've read the job description multiple times. This is what I think they need to see from me. This is what I think they're asking for. So what six bullets are going to demonstrate that? How can I showcase my experience in six bullets? Now, if you do that, you're going to do yourself a massive favor because you're going to start doing your interview prep, which I think everything is about interview prep. So from as soon as you start reading that job description, researching the company, like you're in interview prep mode way before you've got that interview. And it's the same with the bullets. So when you're scrutinizing your experience and you're thinking, what do they need to know from me? What is the most relevant and you are being really strict with yourself, really honest and going through and discounting some things and adding some things in and enhancing other things, then what you're effectively doing is you're creating that easy to read document that tells the story, but tells it in a really concise way that is super easy to read. And I think that is the key thing. So if you are currently reviewing your CV and looking at the bullets, like you just want to go through them and really refine them, create that fresh version that has just got those six to eight key points that show and demonstrate what you can bring to the table. Yeah. And like you say, sometimes it can help to have a version that's got lots and lots because depending upon what roles you're going to be applying for, you might want to pick out different ones to go into that version. But I think that's what happens is that people, again, it comes back to, 
you feel like I'm doing all these things in this role and actually different aspects of this are going to be relevant and important for different roles that I might apply for. So again, I can see why people end up with lots and lots. But yeah, absolutely. From a recruiter perspective, if somebody's, if everything's important, then nothing is. If somebody's got a dozen or 15 bullets, you're not going to, re- by the time you've read to the bottom of that list, you forgot what was at the top of it. So it's about really standing out with the things that are most relevant. And again, making sure that you get into the mindset of that recruiter or that hiring manager. What do they need to know that you can do or contribute? And what guidance would you give in terms of actually structuring or writing the bullet points then? What is a bullet point versus what is a paragraph? So with the bullet points, what you want to be thinking of is you don't really want to do any more than two lines per bullet point. What I usually like to do is highlight the key part of that bullet so it really stands out and makes it easier to read. If you're talking about, I don't know, maybe you're talking about return on investment or you're talking about something that is really significant for that role, then you'd want to highlight it. Maybe it's a stat, maybe it's a significant increase or decrease in something. They're the bits you, you want to highlight. So you don't want to highlight the entire sentence, but you just want to make sure that you're highlighting the, the key part of that bullet. You can do that at the start of the bullet or you can do that at any point in the bullet just so that it's easy to pick out and scan read. I'd say each bullet should be two lines and really concise. You might want to write out the bullets and then revisit them and ask yourself, am I using the right words Am I using too many words? Can this be reduced? And get it to the point where each bullet is no more than, say, two lines long and gives a real clear description of what you've delivered in that role or what you're currently delivering. So if you're if it's a previous role, you're talking in the past tense. And if it's a current role, then you're talking in the present tense. Yeah. And with bullets, people often, I feel, miss a trick to quantify the, the point that they're making. And I think sometimes people feel like, oh, can't quantify it because there isn't a number. If there's, there's some things that naturally lend themselves to stats and then there's others that don't. But even if they don't have a percentage increase in sales or profit or a growth of whatever percentage, even if it's not that specific, finding a way to quantify the impact of what you've done is so beneficial. It just makes the bullets so much harder hitting it just makes it easier for that person to relate to when they're scan reading it and like you say I think it's that scan read is a crucial point that you made because you do have to assume that when somebody is picking up your CV for the first time that is all they're going to do so everything that we've talked about today has really been about making it easier for somebody to get the message really quickly really simply and to get an immediate view that yes you could be the right candidate for this role that's the job of your CV, isn't it? It's to get you the interview. Yeah. And that is the, and people forget that, that people think this CV is going to get me a job. I need this CV to get me a job. Actually, the CV just gets you the interview and it's the interview and the conversation that you have in the interview that gets you the job offer. So I think sometimes as well, take some of that pressure off yourself because your CV is effectively a personal advert that you're putting out there that's going to attract somebody attract an employer to invite you for an interview. And then once you get into that interview, then that's a whole different ball game. That's a conversation around what you can bring. And obviously that's a two-way exchange of information. So I think 
if you start thinking about your CV as that personal advert, something that tells your story, something that demonstrates what you can really do and deliver, then that is going to be a lot more successful in helping you get that interview than any other way that you've ever written your CV before. So that brings us to the close for this episode. We hope those have been helpful for you. If you are in job search mode, if you are creating that CV or if you've perhaps been struggling to get your CV to get you an interview, hopefully there's some stuff there that will help you to refine it and take a fresh view of it. And as we've mentioned a couple of times, Pamela, I do run CV workshops. So if you have got a business where you are potentially, for example, got redundancies that might be happening and you want to support your team's to be able to create the best CV possible, then do get in touch. Likewise, if you are in job search mode and you would like to attend one of those open workshops, just drop us a DM and we can let you know when the next open one is running. And other than that, thanks as ever for listening. If there is anything that you would like us to cover, then as normal, please just drop us a message. And thanks for listening and we will catch you again next time.